Ah, so patch week always a fun one where do you want to start so yeah we don't really have much uh, any dev blocks so we'll start with the news and i think we'll start with one of the latest that cover like the last week or so so the the shogun's trials basically there is a, a fuso camo that's uh interesting nice yeah it's it it might not have been our first choice, but it's definitely a good work from the art team. Yeah, I mean we've we've said it ha- countless countless times. The art team frequently carries World of Warships, even if you think the design team have been on the interesting substances. I I mean in the fact that in what six seven years, the only time I think the art team's ever put a foot even slightly wrong were the uh, Kong and Godzilla camos. And that, I suspect, is because they were bounced into them. I never did find out on that. But this one, they've um, they've taken the term Pagoda Mask to its logical conclusion. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, we've, we've discussed this before the stream a bit, but we both agreed that actually we prefer the statue on a different place and just have like a higher building or tower there. Yes, and we also got to the conclusion that despite what Red Alert 3 and Emperor Take tried to uh, tell us, no, the samurai was not going to be firing freaking laser beams from its eyes. No matter much how for so is due some good fortune these days. Maybe they'll stop using her as a crash test dummy in their training videos. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. He could Probably also not. like step step nearby ships with his sword. I would also settle for that, even though the Fuso is not really a brawler, but I'd try that. I think that's the point at which Chieftain would wander over and say, Oi, that's my meme. (laughs) Or possibly the Commissars. One or the other. It would be unpleasant either way. Particularly when a 120mm armed tank tried to argue with a multiple 14-inch armoured battleship. Actually, you know what? Maybe they just sit down and shut up. Hmm. Oh well. I mean, I'd take a chief time captain voice, so we could True. combine that. Yes. Oh bugger, the ship is on fire. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, more. That wasn't, yes. Oh, sorry, I was just wanting to say more about this event. Is basically you. It's an event that uh, runs over. Or should I say the social media stuff? Basically, you activate things here on the page and then it's about watching twitch and getting twitch drops on the official channel and there is some discord stuff yeah they're using it to drive the discord and the twitch channel, and you can see the logic so honestly i mean twitch and discord are two of their primary communication methods anyway so makes sense that they'd want to get people having their eyeballs there uh mind you we're having this conversation on twitch so that's kind of a given isn't it <laughs> But yes, uh, 750 tokens for the camo, 400 tokens for a mission mouth, and whatever that's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Oh, oh, I see. That's that's the uh, cheap option. If you're willing to get the 400 tokens for the marathon and then do the mission, you can get the camo. Yes. Or you can just buy the camo outright for seven fifty. 
So you, yes. they've actually given us two options for getting to that, which is kind of gratifying of them. And of course, if you were, uh, if you acquire the permanent camo more than once, you will receive doubloons. This is a tier six camo, so that's potentially what three, four thousand doubloons. If you can somehow run up enough, eleven hundred and fifty tokens. Not quite sure how you'd manage that, considering that the maximum is supposed to be a thousand. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing, right? With a thousand portal tokens, you can't buy both of those. So how are you going to get the camel twice? That. Is it possible to do the mission marathon twice? Because that's the only way I could see you pulling it off, unless you were also in the CC program or similar, get the camo gratis, and then pull the mission or the purchase. That, that actually, would, yeah. That would be the other scenario that would see people get the camo twice. So I think it is very much... Uh, we don't think most people will be capable of pulling this off, but we've covered our backsides just in case. Yeah, it could also be in the future, like they did last year, the, the boxes with random premium camels. So in the future, if you if you already had it and you got it from whatever in the future. Yeah, that would be my... That would be another aspect of that. I think they've just... I think that's just CYA coding, to be perfectly frank. It shouldn't happen for most people. There are a few scenarios where it might, so they've put the contingency in. But... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you absolutely can get yourself uh, the mission marathon twice on the tokens, and they've thought of that, surely. Possible. Hmm. Well, we're going to find out at the start of February. Also worth noting that if even if you don't want the camo. Portal tokens remaining at the release of 11.1, so next month, will convert at one portal token to two community tokens. So if you've got no interest in a rather fetching uh, statue, you can still pick up a couple of thousand community tokens just by running this. True. Now, speaking of camels, we also have the results of the Avia camouflage contest. And... Uh... Unfortunately, the pizza camel did not win. It's actually at tenth place. <laughs> but I mean, to be honest, there were a lot of very well-designed camels, and I think the the wandered one looks very fetching. So, yes, um, that would be the the one by Captain Shubon. Yes, um, and yeah, I agree. It's 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 exceptionally patriotic, I think is the best way of summing it up. Well, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, you have to compete with with like the freedom camels on the US. So you're still when it comes to warships yeah. camels, you're not that patriotic. Yet. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it it's pretty patriotic. Um. But yeah, I like it, and I like the variation that he's put in with the wing and the highlighting and shading on the flag itself, just so it isn't solid colour. Yes. Um, I would be lying if I said I didn't prefer the one that came in second myself, but hey, I'm not judging. Was that uh, 
the historically, or it's right? just that you'd like color schemes? I, I just prefer, I just prefer, look, I have no oh. idea what historical Italian color schemes look like. I think they tended to go for blue-gray, from what I've seen of what we've got in game. I see yeah, well, that's based this. on the actual Italian mm-hmm. camos. I mean, they're all nice. As yes. you say, it was a it was a very very competitive field, but uh, <sighs> well, you never know. I mean, I suspect that somewhere in the legalese of that competition is something saying, "Well, actually, wargaming can use any of the others as well if we so choose." Uh, possible. I mean, you'll never know if they'll introduce another camera in the future. Mm, indeed. So, yeah. We have a new uh, circle. So that will be for the Tech Tree Tier 6, the Avia. And, yeah. Grab that. On the subject of player design camos getting in, those of you who have the Yukon, if you stop by the camo scheme, I believe you will find that the uh, Sackville camo the blue and white that Chobitsu intended her to have is now in game. Yes. So for the sum of zero silver, I know, I know wargaming are expensive and obviously paint costs, but something of a bargain and credit to Ouija. They did actually deliver. I mean, back in autumn when this blew up, we were all cynically going, Oh yeah, 2022. Late 2022. I'm sure you remember those conversations. January. First opportunity, first major patch, they get it in and it's done. I mean, fair play to Wargaming. They they delivered. And then there is like a patch and a flag and you need to like win five battles to unlock those. Yeah, and those came, I believe those came out of Chobi's work as well, the Nonaviok details. So, yeah, I mean, for all that we love to beat on Wargaming, and I'm sure we're going to do that later on this evening when we get around to talking about (laughs) game design, they are delivering on what they said they were going to do late last year. So, woohoo! We won. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Um... Speaking of things like game design, there is now early access to the Pan-Asian cruisers, and for some reason, Wargaming has more than one article about that. Uh, not entirely sure if there is... The first one, I think, is a, a relatively short and tells you how much tokens you can like earn for free. And then the other one focuses more on the armory stuff. Yes, and random bundles. Okay, fair enough. That's how they need to pay the bills. That's how they make their money. Up to 60,000 doubloons for a large pile of signals and early access to the tier nine. Mm, Yeah, I think is the politest way I can phrase my opinion of that. Yeah, it's like if you if you want to veil all bundles and then unlock the tier 10, then you're paying 80,000 doubloons, which is about 260 euros for a tech tree line. I mean, you get the entire line, but 260 euros for a tech tree line. It's, yeah, uh, 
it, it's pay to progress and it's pay for early access. And fair enough, with a free-to-play MMO, that is one of the less corrosive ways of making money off it. And yeah, remember, the, the price. Thing, yeah, the price. Oh, my God. When you make Star Citizen look like it's charging reasonable money, <laughs> you might want to stop and think. It, it's like the, the price from for like a four to five, like AAA game, right? Or a tech trailer. Yes. You, are, you aren't even getting premium ships out of that. You only get a tech trailer, well, and some commas. It's. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of magic bath towels and magic paint, but holy crap, there's a lot of money involved as well for most people. Yeah, it's. I mean, Wargaming had always had pretty expensive pricing for a free-to-play game, but at least if they sell you, like, a ship, a premium ship for, like, the price of a full game, it feels like it's, yeah. you get a bit more worth out of it, and for, for pay to progress, that's, like, really excessive. Darth Mikulak, yes, um, is the answer to that one. Uh, the thing about bad press and shitstorms is that, well, this isn't one. I mean, the yardstick for shitstorm right now is basically July through to September of last year. This is nowhere close. This is just a case of, well, we recognize you guys have got to pay your bills and make a profit at the end of the day. And yes, pay to progress and pay for early access is about the least toxic method of monetizing a free-to-play MMO. Hello, Viperstocks. Welcome, welcome. But at the same time, dear God, guys, that much? Okay, World of Warships' audience is older. Okay, most of us tend to have higher pay packets, perhaps, than the average, say, 18 to 20-year-old as a result, and we have more dis... Well, we don't necessarily have more disposable income, because we also tend to have higher bills, don't we? Uh, yes. Yeah, so that assumption does not necessarily follow, but... Um, that is very definitely the whale option, I think. And yeah. we'll see. We'll see how well it does, just how many Sejongs start popping up in the next few weeks. I've I've seen a I've seen one Ramat already. Yeah. But I'm not sure how early you can get that. Ramat's the sixth, the Dido clone. So I've, potentially I've, you could get it fairly cheaply. Or you just been playing the hell out of it since patch drop. I've seen one tier 10 so far. Okay. <laughs> somebody will. So, somebody will pretty heavily because you need to buy all bundles to get that. And like the thing is, if you buy all of those random bundles, you get, I think, like 58, uh, 85,400 tokens and you need 59,000. So you get almost enough to, to unlock the tier. Well, you still need to pay 20,000 doubloons for the tier 10 itself. But you almost get yeah. all the bundles with the tier So failing all of this, you still need to do like, I don't know, the daily mission or something to even get through all the bundles. So it it's relatively trivial as these things go. Relatively. Very relatively. But yeah, um 
hopefully Wargaming do realise that, yes, they have earned back a lot of the credit that they lost over the summer with delivering on things like the Yukon deliverables and the lockbox odds and everything else we've seen. But we are still watching and we will still kick up a fuss if we start thinking that they're backsliding into the bad old ways. I think it's perhaps the best way to sum that one up. By the way, in this, I say in the, the second Panation Cruise article, there is a mini game that you can play. And yes. You can get achievements and they say, what? Uh, and Luna wore a camouflage. I have no, I, it's like you, you need to like move this thing around. Yes. So what, what happens is that every time you move it, um, an extra tile pops up. And basically, move two matching tiles onto each other. They go to a tile of the next ship off the line. So two ones goes to a five, two fives to a six, two sixes to a seven, etc., etc., up to the tier ten. Merge two tier tens, you get the first achievement. Keep doing it, oh. and eventually you should get all three achievements. Um, or you fill the grid, and it's game over. But I see. It is, it, it's a fun I'm... little time waster. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not exactly good at this, but I, I think I'm I'm figuring it out right. So yes. yeah, All, you can also they do have the ship stats over each tile. So if you mouse over and hold, ah, that's I mean that's actually a nice little thing. Yeah, so it's a nice little way of meet the gang. The gang's all here. The gang to entertain you, etc., etc. And as they figured out, it obviously gives achievements because that motivates people the most to do something. Or it's just, like they say, a bit of fun and something to shoot for. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that, which is a interesting little web game diversion that they've got. And, of course, we've got the sequential bundles, and, yeah, here we are. So 7,500 of the Pan-Asian tokens to get the Haramat which will be how somebody could have wailed for that in a hurry. Then you've got the perma cameras, which I have to admit didn't look too bad. Oh, yeah. I think they look pretty nice. Hmm. Um, so, and then, as you say, 20,000 doubloons and all, let's see, 2,000, 7,500, 8, 13,000, 20,000, 36,000, 56,000, 59,000 yes. Pan Asian tokens, if I've done my maths correctly. Yeah, Plus I came 20, to the same conclusion. Yeah, it's the 20,000 doubloons bit. Because then you've gone and spent the, the, the. As you say, this is where you end up going Alzogin much for early access to the line that everyone's going to have to play in two months? Three? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't drop the cash, but I'm sure there are some who will. And, and that's Particular the thing. If you, if you buy all random bundles, right, there are 64,000 doubloons or 60,000 doubloons, you only get 58,400 tokens. So You still I, have to pop a couple of missions. Yeah. yeah. But basically, hand, if, if, you, if you directly want a tier 10, you need to really well through all the bundles no matter your RNG. Yeah, I would I think I would note that if you are mad enough and committed enough, 
to wail that much. You're going to do the missions, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to finish it once you've gone that far. Um, Actually, speaking... you that there was a mention of how much tokens you can get for free in the early attack. By completing combat missions, you get 14,000 tokens. All right, so you're going to have to grab 45,000 tokens of bundles, depending on how your luck breaks down. You can get another 1,000 from the, the daily random bundles if you complete all of the free ones. And then okay, you can so... get 3,000 for community tokens if you're willing to spend community tokens. So we're basically down to 40,000 needing to come out of the blue bundles. All right, well, if you get stupidly lucky, let's say you get the 12,000 token drop. So that gets us down to 28,000 by my count. Um, uh, 28,000 divided by 800. gives us 35 bundles. So 35,000 doubloons if you... Yeah. Um, so minimum price to get the tier 10, if we're doing this right, would be 55,000 doubloons as opposed to 80,000 doubloons. Yeah, something around that, which is... Uh... 160 quid, give or Take. Yeah, I think 180 euros. Like 50,000 doubloons, I think, is 161 euros or something like that. Easy enough to check the store. Give me a second. Premium shop. What did I say? 55,000? Yes. 35 bundles, 55,000 doubloons total. Okay, so buy doubloons. Uh, gold only. Fifty thousand doubloons will run you one hundred thirty-eight sixty, including tax. Yeah, one hundred fifty quid because there's a five thousand doubloon pack for thirteen eighty-six as well. So one hundred fifty and change. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's quite a lot. And Mikulek is absolutely right in Twitch chat. Wargaming are sounding out what they think people are willing to spend and they are adjusting their prices accordingly, which again is sound business practice. Know your market. Yeah. But it doesn't stop the rest of us wincing at the prices. I mean, I wonder if like, obviously if you, if you charge less and then you get more people paid, if they have found the sweet spot, if there was, wouldn't be a cheaper sweet spot, but who knows? Maybe they, they just have the conclusion that those people who are willing to veil are willing to veil like a lot. And those people who aren't willing to veil, like maybe it's, maybe it's the sweet it's spot not, for the audience. Who knows? But basically it's not so much a curve of demand versus price as it is yeah. a couple of very sharp cliffs. You have the bunch who will never spend. You have a bunch in the middle who will sort of spend. And then you've got a bunch of committed whales. And the amount extra you'll make is from the from persuading the people who might spend is not worth the lost revenue that you can get from taking the whales for the higher price that they will pay. Uh, that's probably not particularly coherently phrased. Economics was never my strong suit. But well, yes, um, as Viper says, um, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd, you'd, uh, 
you'd have to have a lot of money and really be into those cruises too. Especially in January. Yeah. I mean, I... Everyone can at least just wait two, two months and then get them for free, so, you know. True. Uh, hey, Walter, uh, we're not sure where Jedi is. Um, he yes. He's to be joining us, but we're assuming Sam has taken him hostage somehow. Possible. So if if he if he actually shows up later during the stream, we'll we'll have to make him, we'll have to spot if there are any uh, signs that Sam is holding him hostage. Yes, uh, let's see. What what would he say that he'd never say normally? Um, <laughs> I love submarines. Of course, we're not going to hear much of that for a while now because subs have been withdrawn, allegedly. Almost completely withdrawn. I mean, yes. I, th I think you're the sole holdout. Somehow they're clinging onto your port and saying, "You can't get rid of us. We're here to stay." I've I've told them how much I love submarines, so they couldn't uh, get it over themselves to remove them from my account. Not as far as I'm aware, Walter. But the weather's not been that bad. But it's the Hebrides. Who knows? I mean, the thing is, uh, he, he was technically online in Discord, and we've chatted earlier today, so I'm not sure why he's currently not responding. But who knows? I mean... Sometimes things happen. Like a cat yes. takes you hostage. It, which is... It's weird that that one would happen twice, but there you go. <laughs> uh, so, moving on, what else have we got? So, Pan-Asian Cruises are here. Fun mini-game is here. Subs are not here. Super ships, I don't know if these came up last week. So, in particular, um, the new, uh, effectively, Tier 12 carriers. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the, they, the carriers themselves are not yet in the game. Like, with the patch came, I think the... The regular super ships we've had so far. Mm -hmm. And the carriers amazing. are hitting in the next patch or so. That would sound about right. Um, we're going to be kind of in a bind on this one, aren't they? They can't go much past 1955 because then, one, you get anti-ship missiles taking over as the dominant weapon. And, of course, two, the focus shifts to aircraft carriers and submarines. Two things that uh, the World of Warships crowd are so enthusiastically supportive of having in the game. But that has never stopped walking. I mean, they are very True. enthusiastic about the rocket planes that manage up to 340 knots with the speed. Yeah, and those things are going to be the reconnaissance drones from hell, in, from what I've seen of them. Speaking of someone who both plays carriers and, like everyone else, ends up against them on the fairly regular basis. Uh, yeah, I can see those things being the death of torpedo destroyers, or at least a very significant risk factor. The fact they can just sweep the whole map in a matter of seconds. I think Mouse said it was something ridiculous like 46 seconds to get from one side of the biggest map to the other at the it's, speed uh... we're proposing. 
I mean, we'll, we'll see because I haven't really started testing those yet, I think. Uh, yeah. the, the thing is, the way they have proposed it is that the, the chat craft are a special consumer. Basically, the chat craft work like the, the planes on a hybrid, and then I have the normal mm-hmm. planes like a carrier. So in case you were hoping that you could somehow deplane a carrier, that's not even less deplaneable because they have just cooldown based on limited jet aircraft, and then they have the regular aircraft. Well, the cooldown by definition imposes a limit on the number of aircraft you've got in that. Slot. Yes, but but you can mix but them I in, right? I know what you mean. Um, uh, we'll see how it goes, Darth. I mean, my impression was that they were somewhere between a rapid response attack. If you had, if you needed to plug a gap now, or failing that, they were wrecky, possibly. Um, Viper, the reason I call them tier 12 carries is because obviously carries, we've got four, six, eight, ten. then the next tier would logically be 12. And the super ships are fairly blatantly being positioned as tier 11 onwards. So what would the next tier of carrier be if not tier 12? I mean, if regular super ships are tier 11, then obviously super carriers would be tier 12, because carriers tend to be a little bit above other ships, don't they? Well, that and carriers are even tiers only. Yes. So, yeah, the the thing is, obviously, like, they, they have only announced some videos where they show off, like, the, the jet aircraft, and then they've announced that those are going to come be tested. But yeah. a lot of details or stats or so, we, we haven't seen them. What I presume is the idea... Well, first of all, you can basically scout, like, everything within very few seconds, like, almost the entire map. The if, other thing if is they can spot. I mean, bear in mind what yeah. they did with Ben's aircraft. The fighters in particular have got a very nerfed spotting radius. It's down to two kilometers. So they might do that with the jets. But you see, the jets are so fast that you don't, like, if they don't spot, they can't. Well, I mean, they could only attack ships that are spotted by others, but that would be too, that would be too sane of an idea for Wargaming to go for it, I think. That's basically what you have to do with FDR's attack planes at the moment, anyway. So it's surprising how little that pacified the anti-CV crowd. Or well, I mean, it's only with the rocket aircraft for FDR. Yeah, but those are the ones where you could really, really use the option to go for a stealthy target because that's what they're meant to kill. Anyhow, <clears throat> yes. Oh, is it supposed to hit jets? Well, it's not supposed to hit jets because jets are so fast that they go through your anti-air before it's loaded. Because for some reason, like in World of Warships, your crew unloads the anti-air guns when they're not shooting. So if you go in with 340 knots, you're through the anti-air before they have the shell in, like, you know... They'll catch... So. They, you might get one puff of cotton wool, but the majority... But that'll be on the way out. So... Yeah. We'll, Which doesn't we'll matter because a, since they are consumable-based, shooting them down is not going to do anything. Other than make you feel a little bit mm. better and give you some experience. Eh, revenge is always nice in this game. Um, true, Darth, and remember they got rid of them because they needed to slow the planes down. It was kind of, hmm, these jets will be going slower than their historical stall speeds if we uh, attempt to slow them down any further. And we're already really watering down the speed of aircraft 
course, we're already artificially watering down spot times, reload times, and everything else to pack it all into 20 minutes. But let's not talk about how long it takes to actually get a battleship going from a standing start. We'll, yeah. Yeah. World of Warships is a simulator game only in the very, very, very loosest of senses. It's yeah. an arcade game with historical arcade game with historical shooty boats. You do need to temper your expectations on that every now and again. Um, speaking of carriers, of course, they also announced Hornet and Yorktown, and that opens up a fairly obvious bit of speculation. So, Hornet and Yorktown, the sister ships to Enterprise, uh, CVs, I think, five and seven, if memory serves. Enterprise was CV6. I think Yorktown was CV5 and Hornet was CV8. Um, both tier eight, which is a weird thing. Now, my personal guess is that we're going to see Bogue gone entirely. We're going to see a split line and the first of the split carry lines. We're going to see Independence back at six. We'll see Yorktown at eight. We'll see Essex at 10. And we'll see Hornet as a premium. I mean, possible, but why, if they have intention of a split line, why would they announce only the tier eights and not just the, the split line? Like, I mean, it's. Teaser. Announce the new stuff rather than just return the old stuff. And then once the Pan Asians have died back a bit, they can say, oh, and by the way, summer we're putting out, well, hey, US split line with, I'm going to say skip bombs because the US did pioneer that technique. So we'll see six, eight, ten, Indy, Yorktown, and Essex with skip bombs. At eight, the party piece will be Hornet. Hornet, I will bet you anything. If she's a premium, she will get B twenty five level bombers. Because you know what Hornet's famous for, don't you? No, I actually don't. <laughs> the do she was the carrier that ran the Doolittle raid. Okay. Well, one off. I think Enterprise might have been involved as well. Let me check. Uh, da, 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 do little rage, 1942. No, it was the Hornet. Launched 16 B-25B bombers. Level bomb Japan carried on to China. Um, and teaser, and we are undecided on how to do the layout water. Like I say, I'm speculating there, but skip bombs would be the obvious way of giving some variety to the US. Unless they, unless they do something like, oh God, if <laughs> they do skip AP bombs. Uh, don't, 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 don't mention it. We should, we should edit oh, that out. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with that idea? Uh, I mean, once they they have an idea, they usually get pretty much uh, like with with skip bombs. They they, they get their teeth into it. They usually it, milk a concept try yeah. once they get their teeth into it. So yeah, I I think we'll see skip bombs replacing maybe the high X, maybe the rockets. Um, would be my thought. I mean, the obvious thing would be to replace the high X bombs. But you could you could go a few different ways with that. But I think that's what they're going to do with what they've teased with Yorktown and Hornet. I might be completely wrong. We'll see. 
I, I try not to, to think too much about it because it only leads to dark places. Hey, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, subs have, of course, been yanked back onto the drawing board. So we'll find out what those do in a couple of months. They're going close with that. What else have we got? Twitch drop, Twitch drop update, which basically is that you now can get the, the portal tokens for the camel from the official channel. But that means you can now get community tokens from watching regular warships channels. Well, that's no bad thing. Yeah, that, that, that's a nice thing. Yes. And let's see, what else has come out? Oh, yes, Ajinkor is in the store. So if you missed her when she did her box release, well, it was only last year, wasn't it? Huh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, I think, last spring that they released Ashin Core and only in, in random bundles, which made people not very happy. And now they've decided to actually sell her. Well, they had, I think, always said they were going to sell her. They just hadn't said when or how. But 5,000 doubloons for a tier five weird... She's actually a fun little boat. I kind of like her. But the idea yes. of a tier five battle cruising brawler that does 23 knots with secondaries and casemates took a little bit of getting used to. Just looking... Uh, in which article have they actually announced that I put... Ah, uh, here is it, Grand Fleet Arch. Yes. Yeah, okay, you, you can get her for 5,300, only the ship, and then there's the obligatory bundle. You want yeah, more. and you've got... And that's running for two weeks, and the Battle of Jutland container is up for coal as well, if you need, want to finish off that collection. Um... And, of course, there is the random chance of getting Arch and Core still. Uh... 1%. And credit to Wargaming again. They have broken down their chances here. So the they've told us what the percentage chance is in the call, and it's 1% of getting the either the Kornig Albert or the Archincor. And speaking of big British boats, of course, Incomparable is out for steel, which I'll admit surprised me, because I was not expecting both 20-inch gun ships to be for steel. I was with Shikishima taking the steel role, I was fairly sure they were going to do our, uh, incomparable for research or maybe coal. So maybe I'm slightly um, biased there. I mean, I'm not sure if Wargaming goes for diversity for having such ships available for different resources. I feel like they 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 mostly go by how good is a ship and by what resource have too many people stocked up right now? Because I think a lot of the, what, what I release ships for is they look at, okay, people are sitting on too much coal, so we need to remove coal somehow, then they release a coal ship or something like that. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, I'll also admit that I have a little bit of a bias here because obviously I am British and I did just go and spend 30,000, well, 28,000. I dropped a discount voucher on it, so 28,000 and change steel on Borgoyne. And if I'd known Incomparable was coming, I wouldn't have. 
<laughs> so so oh, basically, well, as a British person, you got yourself the friendship instead of the British one. And this is your reminder that the Marine <laughs> Nationale's primary purpose in existence is to troll the Royal Navy. Yes. Yes, Fu, Argentcourt is in the armory. Uh, 5,300 doubloons, I believe. So, yes. yeah. Um, they have once again succeeded in one of the, their two purposes in life. Well, their main purpose now. We're not allowed to steal their ships anymore. We're meant to be friends. <sighs> Pity. Well, I guess now you have a goal for, for, for ranked and grinding steel again. Yay. <laughs> Speaking of stuff, of course, brawls are back. So... Ah, uh, yes. Interesting setup this time. First of all, of course, it's the... Uh, there's a downtime between 1am and 8am when you, if you're in the EU, you can't participate in the brawl. 3v... Destroyers, battleships, and cruisers. So, hmm. They had a separate it, article about them. What, what, what annoys me is when they write down times, they don't go with AM and PM, they just go with times. 24 hour clock, which is fair enough, but I agree it can get a little confusing. Yeah, but. Like, they are available from 8 to 1. What does this, like, is it from 8 in the morning till 1 in the morning? So basically, they aren't available from... I I mean, why wouldn't they be available from, like, 1 o'clock in the morning until, like, 8? It's it's just... (laughs) I don't see who's going to be playing between 1am and 8am anyway, but hey, uh, insomnia and time zones are things. Yeah, but uh, like, it's not like they chosen prime time, right? I mean, not too many people are going to play at 8 a.m. anyway. Yeah, that suddenly turns into 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. in. Are you UTC 1 or UTC plus 2 at the moment? Uh, 1. All right, so you need to go a bit further east still before you go to plus 2. And by that point, you're probably playing on the Russian, sorry, CIS servers anyway, so they have a different set of times. I mean, I get, I get if they want to limit it like to like prime, like there were times when they limited something like brawls or clan battles or so to, to, I don't know, a three, five hour period or so, so like prime time wise, but they ha- they don't have, they haven't limited it to prime time. It's basically almost ever ready. It's just some weird hours that have been cut down. And what's the point? It's weird as that very few people are playing on anyway. So I assume they've got reasons. Maybe they're concerned with low pop, the small hours would facilitate dare I say it, win trading that kind of thing but I mean, is there even knows? a reward for broad that matters um de- define matters I suspect <laughs> that if you are I suspect that if you are mad enough to be playing World of Warships at 3 o'clock in the morning you are probably not going to be overly bothered about 10,000 coal, 80,000 commander XP, two and a quarter million silver, and 72 magic bath towels. But then again, it's surprising how competitive people can get, and I think we've all witnessed that. True. 
also, I think it's it's gonna be interesting at tier five, and you can pick uh, two battleships, two destroyers, and two cruisers. Yeah, they've opened so, it up to allow some very flexible matchmaking there without just going all in on one thing, because you can div up for this version. So they do need, I think, to set it so that randos are going to not find themselves up against a completely optimized team comp. People have got to make decisions. Yes, you cannot bring three or Kotniks, only two. I was thinking of three kamikazes myself, but the end result's about the same. You're going to have a lot less fun with three kamikazes. It's like, I mean, kamikazes are a bit more optimized, or Kotniks are just, you know. Yeah. Probably yeah. drunk at Ka- this point, Ka- and it's going to Ka- be hilarious. Kami, as you, yeah, I will give you that one. Kami is very good at what she does, but she that is the only thing she does besides explode. So I will grant you a Hotnik is a bit more flexible. It's just like you're fun with like four and a half kilometer torps. You, you have to YOLO if you want to torp anything. And while it has a lot of guns, it doesn't actually have the DPM to, to be that scary. So it's uh, it's a great boat in randoms, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's not the most optimized ship I would have seen. So I would have just taken a lot of beer and three Okotniks into this, if possible. But yes, we, we can't do that. I wonder if people will try to get mileage out of uh, the Furutaka. But then again, the moment you roll a couple of battleships into play with that thing, it tends to start disappearing. Mind you, Tier 5 cruisers in general disappear, so we'll see how well that matchmaking works out for the cruisers. Because, I mean, Furu's the only heavy cruiser in that tier, and her armor's not terrible, but... I mean, you well, don't see. have to bring a cruiser. True. Water... And Water's making the obvious point that this is very nicely set up for Argencore. No yes. aircraft carriers, no higher tier to take advantage. Virbus Unitus might be an interesting pick as well. Yes. Oh, and of course, Julio Cesare is going to be running yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, Julio Cesare is going to be... I mean, not everyone has that, right? But for those no. who have it, it's going to be a very strong pick. And for other people, like Ashinko is... Yeah, it, it's probably no coincidence that there's a tier 5 brawl without carriers when Ashinko is on, say... Well, a tier 5 ball by definition will not have carriers in it. Um, but yes, I don't think it's a coincidence that Argencore and this have dropped at the same time. Maybe it is. If if so, it's a very nice coincidence for Argencore. But uh, it gives her an opportunity to shine, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly going to have fun in this. Not sure in which setup, but... Uh... I, I see myself playing Okotnik and Arshin coin this one. A hot. Yeah, add Verbus Unitis into that mix as well, I think. Um, map choices are interesting. Because they're, they're. If I'm reading this article right, they're on the high tier maps. Um, admittedly smaller versions of them. Yeah. And like when I look at it, I, Land of Fire has basically half of the map cut off. Yes. 
So, okay, interesting variations, and that should help keep the standards relevant. So the 21 to, well, almost 23 not proud, which is actually most of the Tier 5 battleships. Now I think about it, Kongu and Cesare are, I think, the only real exceptions to that. I'm sure everyone else will comment if there are others. Uh, October Revolution. She... Um, yeah, was... look, looking at those maps, I see a lot of uh, potential low top range YOLO in the center camps. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. Uh, Trident won't necessarily be particularly well disposed to it, but Land of Fire, that low... Land of Fire's got a nice bunch of cover on the approaches both north and south. Trident's a bit awkward with that one large island in the middle, but there's no real peekaboo approaches. There's only really one place. There's only really two places in Trident that you can get jumped. And uh, that's that corner where the control points overlap is one of them. And maybe the island to the west, other than that, it's pretty open. Uh, what have they done with loop? Um, Next map along in the slide. Okay. So, good cover on the overlap approaches north and south. Um, it's interesting I because it's going to turn to a secondary slugfest. Also, like that, there is no like if you want to cap both caps at the same time, there is no cover, right? If, exactly. if you want to be in the overlap, you're completely open. So if both destroyers go in there, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be who's got, it's going to be who's got their fire support more awake. Let's be honest here. Yeah, or, um, or who has who has more torps? Well, that tends to turn into mutual wipeout, doesn't it? Especially at those ranges. Uh, let's see. Greece moving on. That's going to be interesting, because that's the only map that's got some serious serious north-south asymmetry going. So the north side of Greece, you've got that channel north yes. of the overlap. South is just a solid island. So south is arguably better protected but it's going to be harder to deliver fire support. North, you can wriggle in a bit closer, but if I remember that island correctly, it is shallow enough that you can take incoming fire over it, especially from longer ranges. So that could turn into an interesting point. It will be interesting to see which side tends to win on Greece. I mean... Keep in mind, it's a free versus free brawl, so it's it's not gonna be played as passive as most random battles, and it's still five ships with a lot of different yeah. gun characteristics. So, yeah, um, I uh, I think Piotr Veliki is about twenty six, twenty seven. It's been so long since I looked at her that I'd have to go and check to be sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's the only one where there's serious north-south asymmetry. Crash zone alpha is, if you tilt your head 45 degrees, crash zone alpha is more or less symmetrical. Yes. And again, next to no cover in the overlap. So it's, I mean, that definitely, seems designed to... To produce, it's definitely designed to produce a puncture. Yeah. 
That, that seems to be a theme. Like, I don't think any map really has much cover in the overlap. So if you want to go and contest both points, then you're forcing a fight. Which is not bad, because you are not in a 3 versus 3 game for a slow. No. And remember that the cap circles score a lot quicker in this mode. Yes. So if you do take the overlap, the enemy has got to respond, and they've got to get it off you quick, or they are going to lose. Northern Waters, interestingly, Northern Waters, the east side, does have a decent selection of cover. Um, the Western capital yes. is just like one island in the block. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we'll also see these mini-maps make their way into regular play because it wouldn't hurt to have some more variety of maps down in the low to mid-tiers. And I wonder if Wargaming will quietly play testing out these uh, shrunken maps as a way of getting some more variety for tiers 5, maybe 6 and 7 as well. I mean, I wouldn't say no to that, but it's considering how little focus they have on low tier, usually I doubt it. Well, it has to virtually be an easy win for them. They've done the work anyway, so... Hey, but Wargaming why... is surprisingly resistant to easy wins. A good point, yeah. You'd think <laughs> I'd learned that by now, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, it, it should be an easy win for them, and it would get a bit more variety into the 5 through 7 map lineup. And even potentially if it goes as low as three or four, depending on how big these maps are, they look they look like they're twenty by twenty. But also, I'm kind of I'm eyeballing that based on the fact that the full scale versions of those maps are typically about forty by forty and they've cut out the middle half each axis. So twenty by twenty would be about right. By, by the way, they've also announced the brawl afterwards, which is going to be a two versus two with tier sevens. Do we, did we ever have a two versus two? When we've had three versus three, we had one versus one. I can't remember two versus two. Good question. Um, I do not remember. I don't remember a 2v2, but I'm not going to conclusively say we haven't. I think is the best way to sum it up. Um, 2v2 in sevens. Yes. Mm, that could get very interesting. Because uh, <laughs> you know it's going to be zero to one. Destroy a carrier cruiser. Don't, sorry, destroy a battleship cruiser. Yeah, pre presumably, right? I don't think they allow yeah. two of the same class. No, that, that would just result in double Nagatos and similar. Um oh. But, I mean, uh... it's interesting because tier 7 opens up like the, the premium raider ships, which would be an interesting pick. But then if you only have yeah. two, maybe you go battleship destroyer. Maybe, maybe. Um... Like the, the new uh, German battlecruiser tier 7 is pretty strong with torps, hydro, good secondaries. And I mean, you can sort of force a yeah. brawl on this mode anyway. And then maybe you back that up with a destroyer. That's uh, for spotting, camping, and some torpedoes. Maybe. Or you roll in with a... Or you lead it in with a Belfast, dump the smoke on approach, and then your enemy rolls into the control point and southern German schlachtkaiser from nowhere. That, it, that could get ugly. 
I mean, it's true enough. If you'd cover it with a Belfast, the Belfast could take care of an enemy destroyer if they brought one, or could cap itself with its smokescreen if needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, T-61's a tier 5, I think. No, I think it's a tier 6. It's that uh, the strong tier 6 German premium. uh, T-22 is the 5. The tugboat. Sorry, I I got my... uh, Destroyers confused for a second. Gave, they gave they give more numbers instead of good old fashioned names. <sighs> so yeah, um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Bull's always a fun little diversion from the main random. So definitely. Hmm. Yes. Well, we we haven't had an HMS groin kicker yet, but I'm sure. At some point, the Navy will consider it. Who knows? Uh, there is also a Sea Smackdown, where they're waiting for nice now replays. People want to participate in that. Yep. So uh, you've got until... Not that long, actually. You've got two weeks, basically. And you've got until the 5th of February to get your videos in for that. Um... So, usual categories, maximum damage, maximum kills, potential damage, maximum per salvo, maximum aircraft destroyed, which will be an interesting category to watch, and just general best moment. So, what worries me is this, is their comment under best moment. Oh, I haven't read that. Just left click on best moment. If you sunk three ships in a single solo, it's going to be hard. Keep Survive going. the torpedo act by several Shima cars. That's uh, that. I mean, you need to fail division for that. I guess that's what it, you meant. It can happen, but I wouldn't like to think Wargaming were encouraging fail diving right now. I mean, I, I mean, they sort of are <laughs> encouraging it now. <laughs> Uh, uh, I presume they they just didn't think that one through, but it's uh, wargaming is indirectly or possibly not even aware of it, but they are encouraging you to fail your vision like nice and else. <laughs> Be fun. Yes, funny. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> So if you seek nice and else in tier 10 battles, you know who to play. Yep. Go on, Shimas. Be nice, be gentle. Remember, they can only take two or three of your long lances before they explode. But that's not funny, you know. But what if you, like, get taught by three Shima cars at the same time? I mean, that might count as a funny moment, right? Well, let's face it, we all laughed at Wily Coyote, didn't we? Also, what Burn should mention is you can you can only submit one replay for one category, so you'd probably wait until very close to the deadline, and then send off the best that you have. Oh yeah, without question. And keep in mind that only thirty replays or so are think saved by default, so you need to put put them out of the replay folder if you have some something that or, might be interesting. 
Or failing that, just mod your replay folders for to hold more replays. Uh, can you do that now, or is it is it still overwritten every time there's a patch? Or can you do I, that permanently? I know Aslanes has an option for versioned replay folders, and you can it will just hold everything. Okay. I don't know if there's nothing. There is probably a mod for it, which might actually need to go in and tweak my frame rate limit as well, because they changed how that's handled in the settings these days. Uh, details, details. But yeah, um, I hope we haven't just accidentally encouraged Knives to go off and fail Div in the hopes of uh, being funny. Yes, this is not on us. On yes, it's it's all Wargaming's fault. Casters. So, speaking of Wargaming's fault, there are some known issues. I haven't actually looked at this article yet. What do we have with, with issues? The wheels uh, of the figurehead statue and the French Navy permanent camera are detached from its body and floating in midair. Well, okay. Um, yes. Le Vache Rouge uh, donne trois avions. Pinot? <laughs> hmm. Something like that. Très bien. Yes. Uh, version update is temporary boosted, but they tell you how to tweak the XML credentials to get around that. And that is short and sweet. Hilariously funny, but short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I believe ModStation has it. I think the official mod package has this as well. So you can, it's easy enough to tweak your replay folder to hold whatever you like. Uh, do, 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 do. By the way, but, speaking of issues, there is something that I've seen on Reddit. It's not here on the, uh, about the, the drop of the area, uh, the indominable. Like, there, there is a bug where it's not dropping where it should. Uh, let me just skim down through this. Oh, yes, Indomitable Kai has a bug where bombs are landing outside of the aiming reticle. And ho! That's, that, that's like the torpedo bug for carriers, it looks like. Nigel apparently got a bit of... Uh... Nigel appears to have gotten some rum in his tea. <laughs> or maybe he accidentally forgot to put the tea in his rum. I'm not sure which. That's a tiny bit of an issue. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it's interesting if another character will have the same issue or if, yeah, or if, and if this is a, a wider spread thing. We'll, we'll see if it's replicable because... That looks too hilariously out to be a desync. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, fifteen hours ago that it was posted, so we'll probably see more about this coming week. Yeah, I might haul Indomitable out myself and play a couple of games with her. Then that is. I wonder if somebody nudged a value in the velo launch velocity of the bombs. Oh, um, speaking of this, they didn't they change something about carriers in this patch about aircraft? 
Was that only like if, this? if they did, I missed it. Yeah, there is something in the patch article what was change changes to aircraft. For convenience in interacting with aircraft and maintaining the progression through tier ships, we have standardized the characteristics of all carrier-based and patrol fighters, including those carried by premium and special ships. So basically, the detectability, speed, and hit points have been standardized. Which should not be affecting bombers in the slightest. Uh, changes will not affect the HP of Baron fighters, because I guess that's a special thing for it. And I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure they haven't changed the, the hit points on Cruiseworld, uh, because that's also a sort of special thing. Although it's not mentioned here. I I think if they did change the hit points on Ferdy's aircraft to match everyone else's, you'd be hearing the screams. <laughs> and possibly the gales of and possibly the gales of laughter from other quarters as well. No, I don't think they will do that. That is very much FDR's party piece. That yeah, her fighters don't get repairs, but they can tank a silly amount of damage. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. I mean, it's Just interesting think. that they say they have standardized the, the hit points for all carriers and then they specifically mention ban, but I guess they just forgot Roosevelt. Mm, no, with remember, Ben's fighters are special, yes, she gets a pile of them, but they don't spot very well. So if they standardized that without changing numbers, they'd either completely remove what makes Ben unusual, except for that fabulous deck elevator she's got, um, and they, or they'd end up with some carry that had a massively overpowered stash of spotting drones. True. So, no, I'm not surprised that they didn't change Ben's fighters. She is specifically meant to use pretty much the interceptor skill tree. But we shall see, and I will grab Indomitable at some point over the weekend and see if I can replicate that bug. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that old on Reddit, so I guess people will try that. Oh, and we will know more. Uh, also, I don't, think it's an, I don't think there's an answer from Wargaming yet. There won't be. I mean, they'll they'll be wanting to do a few days of looking at it as well. And let's be candid here. Well, that's a lie. You might get a basic acknowledgement, but 15 hours ago was 6 o'clock in the morning UK time. Yeah, they're probably still looking at it and trying to figure out what the hell's going on as well. I mean, it's a carrier, so I'm sure it's going to be fixed very shortly. <laughs> Cynic. <laughs> Well, are, you I mean, that, are you suggesting that carriers should not get bug fixes? I'm suggesting that in the past they usually reacted a lot quicker when it affected carriers than it, when it affected other ships. Yeah, true. Um, although I note that if one of your if your carrier on your team is suddenly drunk and the enemy carrier is not, that has the potential to quite rapidly unbalance the game true. for everybody. So there's a good argument for saying that something as carrier-breaking as that perhaps does need to be a high priority and not just because of the carrier player's convenience. It's for everyone else's convenience as well. 
Yeah, but bugs should generally be fixed rather quickly. I would agree oh, yeah. with that. It's just that, that Wargaming tends to drag their feet off. We'll see. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, so what else we got? Oh, yes, asymmetrics are back. Yes, uh, starting on the 3rd of February. And, um, well, I mean, at least they, they don't have super ships in there, I guess. Hooray! <laughs> so, I mean, we'll have to see. So you have one team with tier 9 and tier 10s with 6 to 8 ships, and then you have tier 7s to tier 8s with 9 to 12 ships. I think the yeah. biggest problem with this is that there's just not enough inter-tier balancing to to really like come up with a good concept of that. It's an interesting concept, but they need to be very, very careful with the numbers set up. So at the moment, they've got the 7-8 team having about a 50% advantage in numbers. Um, now, yes. I'm, tra I'm trying to remember how it was when we tested it last time. I seem to recall nobody wanted to play 7-8. and eight. But I can't remember what the numbers balance was. Was it only two to one? What was it also like? Was the higher? Wasn't the higher team? No, I, I, it's been so long I forgot. Was it also so nine high. and ten and seven and eight, or were like the seven and eight the high tiers last time? And it was like, I, I think the seven and the eight might have been high tiers last time. I would have to dig it out and look it up to figure out exactly what it was. I remember distinctly, however, that the numbers balance was what was turning a lot of people off. So we'll, we'll see how it goes this time. Um, and again, they have restricted it to primetime fighting just to make sure that the player base is packed in during that time. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and the usual was written in water just confirmed it was five six lower because now both both sides can have radar for example that's that's a problem if mm. one team is too low then it doesn't have access to radar ships yes yes that was a big thing and of course there's just that there's a massive power jump between seven and eight anyway so if you True. put tier sixes against tier eights it was never pretty um Let's see. Super ships are continuing in randoms, ranked, and co-op. I still think they should just bite the bullet and admit that those are going to be tier eleven. But uh, we've already had that conversation tonight. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they are treating them as tier eleven, right? So for the matchmaking, like you can't face them in a tier eight. As I understand it, yes, but I could be wrong. Um, Yamagiri's got an alternative, so she can swap her 12k torps out for the 8k version. Keeps the 20ks either way, though, so that'll be an interesting one to go for. I think um, that's a good choice. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it works, because it's I... that, that is a good enough choice it comes down to personal taste. You've got the 20s for dealing with radar ships. And then depending on how much of an appetite for risk you've got, you can either take the 12s, which are the nice, safe general option, or you can go a bit crazier, get a bit closer, and get the faster F3s. Yes. I mean, 
the, the 12 that is sweet spot, but if you have a chance, uh, a choice between 8 and 20s during the battle, that uh, can be perfectly fine, because if the 8s don't have the range, you can go with the 20s, and then if the situation changes, maybe you can have some fun with the 8s. It's, it, it's like if you can switch between 8s and 20s, I think you can make 8 and 20s work in that scenario. Yeah, of course you can just go with the safer version and just have your twelves, and then the twenties if you're an ocean. Yeah, so like I say, it it's a nice option to have. It's going to depend on your appetite for risk, whether which whether you go for the eights or the twelves. Um, let's see, division stars are back again. So yay, quick we're picking up a little bit of steel, and we know about brawls. Aircraft changes we've discussed. So division stars is like you have to play with, with clan mates in a division. And yes. then you just get free stuff. Basically, yes. However, you have to work through your clan mates. Just getting a couple of the guys and binging for an evening won't get you that much in the way of division stars. You, you have to division with all the different clan mates. I believe so. At least that was how it was working last time. I don't think you can just spam it out for an evening. You have to be a bit more sociable than that. Oh, they play oh. together with Hell each clanmate. You get a total of three stars. You can get three stars from each clanmate. And one is just for victory. One is for the general offensive achievement. One is Brothers in Arms. And Brothers in Arms is the only one that's not the, that easy to... Well, I mean, you'll get it if you're getting together, I guess. Yeah, the other I mean, ones are fairly simple. If you're dishing out a curb stomp, you'll probably pull it off. Plymouth is getting a specialized camo, and um, yeah. Um, I think it's possibly the best way. It's uh, in the armory section. Should collapse those tabs so I can actually get the overview of the armory section. Yes. Uh, oh, I think we, we've talked about that, that this has been like in, in a, in a dev block many, many months ago. And we've scratched our heads a little bit how this came to be. And nothing I, changed since then. I think they've basically gotten not so much patriotic as, uh, townyotic. I think they've lifted that from Plymouth's coat of arms. In fact, give me, give me a second. I thought we've like, Checked it and found out that the coat of arms is different. And you're right, the coat of arms is different. That is not Plymouth. Okay, I mean the it looks like a griffin rampant. But, I mean that appears on the arms of England. Um, I don't know where they've gotten the castle from. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh. I remember we were as confused then when we first saw it, and we couldn't figure out. Where, where any of this came from, but maybe somebody just thought, like, you know, England, um, castles, I don't know, griffins. It, uh... I, I mean, the griffin ramp, I mean, that's unquestionably the heraldic griffin rampant at the rear of the ship. But I don't know where they've got the castle ramparts from my real... Yeah, I'm as confused as everybody else. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so, yeah, sack. 
the Sackville camo has been added. I think we've already covered that. Yes. Yep. Um, and the patches for five battles. Indeed. So, yay. Um, Chobi won, is what I'm going to say. That Sean Horse has got quite a nice new camo as well. Rather, well, an alternative camo for her premium. Yes. And next patch, Curryverse and Kebab are being replaced by Poison and Delny. So they will switch over to being Cole. So. All things considered, aside from a raised eyebrow at what they want for the early access Pan-Asians, it's looking like quite a good patch, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I mean, I haven't seen that many super ships so far in, in the battles. Obviously, Cherry's still out. I don't think they're going to be as disruptive as submarines were. So True. But we'll we'll that- see. Super ships are an extension of what's already in the game. Submarines, exactly. as you point out, are a completely different threat vector to deal with. So you're right to say they were more disruptive. Um, I also suspect that at least part of it is because the subs have been having a, to borrow a phrase, happy time. Because <laughs> it was easy to work out how to play the subs, it was somewhat harder to work out how to play against them. But We'll see what happens when they come back in. I think it's 11-2, 11-3 that is the earliest they're going to come back off the drawing board. Yeah, but, we, we should uh, have two sub-free patches, and they haven't announced yeah. yet any plans what they're going to do with them. So everybody's early days. Yeah, I mean, I suspect the first we'll hear about those is the second half of 11.1, because... As you say, two sub-free patches means the earliest they can bring it back is the beginning of 11.2. So if we start hearing whisperings midway through 11.1, which will be tail end of February, and uh, they might gear up for a mid-March run at the server again. But, no, uh, I mean... Eh, until then, we shall see what we shall see. I've voiced this in the past, but I'm I'm kind of wondering if they actually removed subs to to work on them, or because they felt like it, there's no point in continue testing the current subs, or if they just wanted to not uh, taint their super ship testing data, because we've switched from sub testing to super ship testing in random battles. And they, maybe they, they don't want have subs and super ships like two completely untested things at the same time. Because it's harder to to get good data, right? They were quite happy to wrap them together in earlier patches, though, if memory serves. I'm pretty sure I I think I was stalking super ships at some point in subs. I think when they tested super ships in rank, they removed subs from ranked, or am I misremembering? I think they moved sub-testing like mm. to, to random battles and then they didn't have subs in ranked for a while, but they had super ships in ranked instead. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a long, long while before we see subs again. And I suspect there will be a loud people who group of people who will be enthusiastically not complaining about this. <laughs> I might be one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at least the Japanese destroyer ninjas don't have to worry about the subs stealing their territory. Uh. 
still wish I hadn't bought, bought Burgoyne, though. So, um, oh, well, as you say, time to hit the ranks and start grinding steel again. At least I can tease you now with the fact that I enjoy in, incomparable a lot. True, true. I mean, 20-inch 20 in, 20 guns is... Okay, you only get six of them, which has always been my reservation about those. But on the other hand, 20-inch guns. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind a... of... It, it, it just makes so many problems go away. <laughs> it, it's a weird ship because it's in, incredibly squishy, but it's also incredibly stealthy. And it does have its super heal and its hydro and its massive speed and its massive turning circle. It's like, it's an old mix, but if played carefully, it, it can be really rewarding. I've, I think I heard a few people basically sum it up as a supersized repulse. And it's pretty much battle cruiser do battle cruiser things. I, I've heard that, but I have to admit, even though I have the repulse, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I need to do some dockyard stages. I am one stage off repulse, and honestly, uh, I don't know if I'll go for Marlboro or not. I probably... I will probably put the effort in, but I won't be too upset if I miss it, is I think the best way to sum up my attitude to Marlboro. I No, I won't get it. I haven't bought any of the starter packs, and I won't spend any doubloons on this side. Decided from the start of this, I'm not gonna get my from you then. I I bought the bare minimum of starter packs, but uh, as I say, we've got three weeks. So you've got three weeks to work hard to be properly disappointed in the end. If I can be bothered to be set myself up <laughs> properly for disappointment, yes. I mean, there is a decent pile of free stuff on all the other stages as well. It's just, True. can I be bothered to go the distance? Yeah, okay. I think we've uh, covered pretty much all the news of the last week. Yeah, I don't think we've missed anything either. Um I mean, there were the, the results for the first stage of the best battles, but it's just like a list with what people achieved, if anyone is curious. And we're now at the second stage with the uh, tier 7s and 8s. People want to compete in that. I think you just click uh, I want to participate a button in the launcher or something, and then you get some missions. And in the end, you get a super container, and if you get one of the best results, then you get some other stuff. Indeed. Um... But yes, besides that, I think the only thing we need to start doing is planning a rescue mission to the Hebrides. Poor Jedi. Still yeah. held hostage by his cat. Okay, so I think we have covered everything we meant to. Uh, yes, I would say so. So, right. thanks so. for joining me, Yusra. And next week, you are welcome. Chad is probably back again, and I'm sure we'll see you again once in the future, too. Indeed, and thank you for having me. So, thanks everyone for watching, and I guess you guys know where to find usual, but you might want to mention it still. Absolutely, uh, twitch.tv forward slash usual, um, and pretty much lurking around on Twitter for the most part if you want me on social, so at usual there as well. 
yeah, I'm, I'm nice and predictable like that. What can I say? It's a bad habit. Okay, so then thanks everyone for watching and see you next time, guys. Bye. Cheerio.